Welcome to the rebranded all-time podcast. No more seasons for us. I like that idea. It's smart. We're going to go with more of a free-flowing. Well, we had already decided we were going to do free-flowing when we tried to do season three. And that fucked up somehow. That didn't work. So I think, uh, yeah, going forward, expect new weekly episodes every Friday. Not every Thursday anymore. Every Friday. And we'll see what the topics will be during the week. Yeah, we're going to try and get you guys uh We got a lot involved. out of the way in for season one and two. We did get a lot out of the way, but so things are going to start coming back. Yeah. We're going to keep discussing things, opinions change, whatever, you know? Yeah, it's it's been a while. We've got all-time merch for the oh, first time. Yes, sir. Uh, thank you to everyone who purchased. We still have limited sales available. $25 a t-shirt. Uh, if you feel like... You want one, DM us. Yeah. We got mediums, larges. Yeah, that's all we got left. Yeah, medium and large is sold out of XL. We got a couple of double XLs. Yes, we have a couple of double XLs, Jeff. Yeah. So a big thank you to everybody who supported. Uh, my mind is blown up how many people showed love and asked for shirts. So yeah, it's a big deal. It makes us feel amazing, and uh, we can't wait to get give you back this product, this new product. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so do you remember how to do this? or? Let's find out. back after a long 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 fucking time a failed attempt at season three that was shit the episode was fun but i mean now we could just call it a bonus and yeah and just move, move on from, yeah because it's been a while and on my way here i was just like fuck do i remember how to do this do i do i know what to talk about because at, at first season one i remember i was just like meh i was kind of like rusty season one we had notes season two we had notes we still have notes, but we're less. Kind of. We're less. Uh, yeah. It's gonna be more free flowing. Yeah, I like this. I like this new thing, and I'm so I'm super happy to be back and finally getting back to what we know how to do best. Um, what the fuck have you been up to? I've seen you more. We've than... seen each other. What have I been up to? You know what I've been up to. Yeah. Been, uh... Maybe the people want to know what you've been up to, music wise. Music wise, not. I mean, still doing the same thing. Uh, You're spending a lot of money, I could see, in your room. <laughs> yeah, I went, like, I bought a lot of music. How crazy is it? Pandemic. How crazy is it that we're still buying CDs like it's, like we've been doing back in the day? Well, it's got to stop. No, but... It's got to slow down, for me, at least. I've been on a really, like, I've been on a witch hunt for things that, like... You have about 50 CDs there, no? Yeah. If not more. Maybe more. But it's crazy how we're still buying CDs. What else do you want to do? No, but for the three months from March to June, yeah, the money I've spent on CDs has been insane. I noticed that through Amazon sellers that we would buy through, a lot of things that sell out don't get restocked. So if you don't jump on it, and a lot of things go up in price. Yeah. So albums that I had like waiting to eventually buy, you would see like, let's say eight sellers had it. Some of them were selling it for 15 bucks, are now selling it for like 25. Yeah, it's more. It's and people way are selling higher. it for 50, 60. But which the, I don't get. 
Because they're not albums that are necessarily out, like Bad Brains albums or yeah. should not be out of print. And like I had to grab some for like 26 bucks. I'm having trouble finding things like at a like $20 price. It's like, crazy, man. Like there's nothing I can find that I could buy that's fucking cheap anymore. It's done. I just went on like a a, a binge of finding a series of albums by the fall. They're two CD extended editions that I, th- I I think they were made available here, but they're specifically like UK and Europe pressings. They're extended versions of their albums at the beginning of their career, the good stuff. And like easily 35 bucks an album. I've never spent that much on an album and I had to get like four or five of them. That's crazy. It's nuts. You know how much I've been spending on Griselda shit? How much? Man, over like the fucking, the, since March, I, I spent at least $500. CDs, hoodies. I went insane for the Prep for Paris hoodies. Is that still what this. you're listening to a lot of in 2020? Um, well, Pray for Paris is my number one album this year for sure. Okay. West Side Gun. Like, it's going to be very difficult to beat. Like, very difficult to beat. Yeah. Uh, I I kind of like, my top five this year is like, hasn't really changed. Like, it's, yeah, it, it, it's, it's like, like, oh, I'm stuck to what's come out and it's kind of hard to like, Go away from it because it's so good. But the albums have been really good. Yeah, twenty twenty's had really good albums. I'm surprised. It's been good. It's been the music, like we said when we uh, we posted the best albums of the year so far. Yeah. And it's and it's crazy. I find for me for hip hop is that there's so much like like there's less things being thrown at you to go listen to, Mm -hmm. and there's more of that good music that's coming out. Where to like before COVID, it's like there was so many artists coming out and going on tour and coming out albums here and there left and right and it yeah. was just not good where to like I find like what's going on with like like the the hip hop that I love is like it's consistent mm-hmm. so far like the West Side Gun the Conway stuff that came out uh Boldy James and Alchemist Freddie Gibbs yeah we spoke about the Freddie Gibbs when we did the live yeah my opinion changed on that album it's a good album Right? Yeah. Like, it takes time for you to listen to it and yeah, yeah, get yeah, into it. Uh, Stove God Cooks, produced by Rock Marciano, like, like Flea Lord. Like, there's so much stuff coming out, but it's so good. Mm. I'm having fun this year. You know what? Like, it yeah. sucks that what happened to the music industry because of COVID and, like, less, like, money going into the artists because of touring and stuff like that. But mm. the music I find, yeah, the music's been there's, you're, they're spending more time on making good music. Yeah. Yeah, no, even for me, and I find like about a lot of the things that I really enjoyed this year, the Phoebe Bridgers album was really good. It reminded me a lot of like bands like Bright Eyes or guys like Elliot Smith. It has that kind of vibe, so it's like, it's not new, it's not original, but it's something we haven't heard in a long time. Um, The Haim album, man, the Haim album is my go-to album when I don't know what to put on. With, with with how shit everything is, it's just a good, nice distraction from everything. So that's I'm I'm, I'm listening to that album a lot. Uh, go to go to is important because like we talked about "Pray for Paris," where it's my number one. Yeah, it's so easy to go back to that album when I don't know what to listen to. Right, and I've been consistently doing like the 
listening to that and then going through my top five over and over again. Yeah. Like it's and and the albums aren't long. It's like thirty minute, forty minute albums. So it's so easy to like do like two, three albums in one day on the on the drive to work, yeah, or, and stuff like that. So like I go to man like pray for Paris for sure. Uh, Boldy James, I keep going back to it. Man, it's just like that top five that I have is just I'm so stuck with it, and it's so good that I'm just so happy that I had that and that got me through COVID because I, I thought also, nothing was gonna come out. No, it was a bit no. It, well, for the Haim album, for example, got delayed, so it didn't look like it was gonna come out, and it did. And and now that we're trying to get back to normal, well, mostly in Canada, unfortunately. Well, a unfortunately. Lot, like I feel bad for the people that I know that live in the states and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's been like tougher, yeah. I have friends that live there and I feel bad because it's kind of not as good as it is here. But artists are starting to put out more music. You're gonna see more music. There's yeah, slowly people are lifting the gate and trying to get back to normal without everything necessarily being normal yeah. again. I think I think we're gonna start seeing more music come out September, October, November, December. I think a lot of the people that wanted to come out during March, April, May, June, they're gonna just put everything out. It's gonna be like a big boom of just music. That'd be good for the for the fourth quarter of the year because it's been a horrendous yeah yeah twenty twenty. I know a lot of people started booking festivals for next year. That's stupid. So that's a, why is it stupid? <laughs> you can't go to a festival. You think you're gonna go to a festival in twenty twenty one? Am I gonna go? No. No, I know we're not gonna go. But do you really think that these festivals... I think there'll be measures made taking it... Look, if you think of it, a festival is planned over the course of the year, right? Mm -hmm. So whatever festival was going to happen this year, the festival, the company would have already been preparing to plan for the next, right? Mm -hmm. There'll be measures in place. I wouldn't go. I don't... I don't... I wouldn't feel... Maybe not even that I don't feel safe, but I just feel like it's not the time to be going to festivals. No. Um, but I think there'll be measures in place distancing there'll be whatever i mean it's definitely weird to watch a show distanced mind you i'd probably be well, i would be happier it. but um <laughs> yeah i mean i think there'll be measures in place I, for I, sure i had a question for you that i was thinking about on my way here that yeah. i wanted to ask you and is with all this time you had with music yeah and a slow year but a good year overall with what came out what yeah. else have you been listening to? Have you, you, I know you're a guy that likes to go back to the 60s, 70s, 80s. Yeah, like I said, I've been, in, I've been big on those early fall albums, just trying to rehear them, re-get to know their catalog. Um, that's been... A, I, did, I, I was very much into the Fugazi catalog last week, which is crazy to see a punk band. A lot of people think punk just all sounds the same. It's crazy to see a punk band's catalog so consistent not a bad album and it just great the whole way through bad brains i mentioned having listened to fugazi it brought me back to minor threat for sure i tried black flag again i still can't do it what's the why why not black flag yeah the voice is it the voice is it it's it's in, it's funny because i was thinking I, I was thinking of it too why i like minor threat and not black flag but they're so similar sounding that yeah that's why i'm asking is it because the voice? I don't think it's the voice. Well, the voice of Ian McKay with I got used to with Fugazi, so Minor Threat was automatic. Maybe it's not the voice. Maybe it's the the. I find the lyrics 
it happens in a lot of punk music. I find the lyrics just kind of sound um, adolescent. Okay. It's like one of those things, like if you didn't like young, like punk is, especially that, that type of punk, like Black Flag type punk, if you didn't like young, you're probably not going to like it now that you're an adult and you understand things a bit better. Yeah. Whereas a band like Bad Brains, I do very much think somebody could get into them today at, at my age, I'd say. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because the, they touch on reggae. They touch on... They're much more versatile than just a band like Black Flag. Huge influence on music. Bad, Bad Brains. Bad Brains, big time, man. Big time. Bad Brains have been... I, I, I've been listening to them a lot during all this. I've, I've actually been trying to find their documentary because people say how good it is, the movie, and I, I can't find it anywhere. They, I remember they came out with something on... There are two documentaries. There's uh, the lead singer's story, and there's the band story. Okay. So I'd want to see uh, I'd want to see both, but I can't. Uh, I can only find the one on the singer. I've noticed since like, like digging back in, into things that maybe PJ Harvey. PJ yeah. Harvey's another catalog that I I sorry to cut you off that I always liked, but finally gave like a, a good dive in. Very good stuff. Go ahead, sorry. Uh, no, but it's because it, I've been doing the same thing like you with all the time I had on in my hands and stuff like that. It was just like, like I went back to like the full Little Brother catalog. Mm. The just watching the No Limit documentaries, I went back to the, all the all the albums from No Limit. Uh, I did all the DMX's stuff. Uh, I did a bunch of Mad Lib produced albums like. Uh, yeah, I was. I just thought of that. Strong Arm Steady. Uh, Guilty Simpson. Is that because of me? Uh, yes, definitely because of you. Yeah, Madlib was another one that I was, but but very strictly the beat conductor series yeah. that I that I I didn't discover now, but I really I knew I knew what they were and I'd heard them in bits and pieces and their songs that we've heard on most Def's albums and on Ghostface's albums and the, and I wanted to hear what they were about. They were kind of hard to follow because there's six volumes, but they're compiled two each on a, on an out on a on a CD. But they were once released in six, so it's kind of hard to track. And I finally got to, like, see, okay, this is how you listen to them. Like, this is what... Man, if anyone needs instrumental hip-hop albums, it's the Beat Conductor series. One through six. All six volumes. You spend a lot of money on that shit, huh? You, what you buy? Volume two, three, and four? No, no. Volume one and two is one album. Two, three. Volume one, two is one disc. Called uh, at the movies. Then there's. It's different than his medicine show. The medicine show is, is uh, MF Doom. No, um, MF Doom is special herbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The medicine me show yeah, was yeah. was Mad Lib. Be conducted uh, one of one and two is movie scenes. Be conducted three and four is in India, and be conducted five and six is the one that's entirely inspired by Dilla. Oh, really? Five and six is, uh, yeah. Okay. Five and six is all. So then, so then I'll listen to those ones. But I don't think it's, I don't know that he's using Dilla's stuff. He might be using some of it and reworking it, but it's all, it's a it's a tribute to Dilla, five and six. That's the most popular one. That's the one that put the Beat Conducted series, that it shed light on the series. That's he, it. He's n he never stops working. Madlib, no. And like, he, he this guy's got so much like, He's got like virtual jazz bands that are all digital, like, like we like now people know him for the stuff he does with Matt with uh, Freddie Gibbs. With Gibbs, but 
like the guy has like projects that are he's always got shit going. But Crazy. He's, he's been doing it for for a long time. Look at the stuff he did with Loot Pack. Yeah. Uh, he inspired a lot of producers. And mm-hmm. speaking of producers, somebody I went and dig deep a lot more was Alchemist. After the stuff he did with Freddie Gibbs this yeah. year, Boldy James is producing on like everything, mm-hmm. everything. And that's one producer I find never gets his flowers because he can make any type of beat. Just like Madlib, just like Madlib, he can make any type of beat. Yeah, Alchemist is good. And uh, seeing him on uh, Fuck That's Delicious. Uh, Fuck That's Delicious, just like... That just, was another quarantine thing. Yeah, that was crazy. We were going through it. You finished all of them? Did you do season four? I didn't four? do season four yet because it's like all scattered on YouTube. I, know, I found them all on YouTube. I can't find episode one of season four on YouTube. It's there. I watched uh, it. Check out. I'll, I'll show you later if anything. Cool. But Alchemist is just crazy. I wish... The way he makes music and how yeah. long he's made music... And that he's grown without with all the years and worked with so many artists. I find that with Alchemist, like Russian Roulette was the first album he did with a bunch of artists, various artists, right? No, uh, it's he's he's been doing it for a while. First Infantry. What's the best one? I don't know where to start with him. Uh, it, number one, it depends with the featurings. It depends what you want. If you just want instrumentals. I don't care as much for the featurings because I feel like if the album itself is good, I could get around like who I'm going to hear on it. First you know? Infantry. First Infantry. Yeah. Okay. That came out, I think, in 2001, 2002. Uh, I have it. it it's still available? Or? Uh, yes, it's still available. Okay. Check it out. It's it's my it's my favorite like. Yeah, yeah. Alchemist. I think after that, I would go with probably because he's done he's done so many instrumentals too, but like Russian Roulette. Was good. Yeah. It was long, but that's yeah, when you started yeah, yeah, yeah. seeing him work with different artists, like a lot uh, of the up and coming guys. Schoolboy Q was on that. Danny yes. Brown was on that. Action Bronson. Yeah, uh, he always has. Those guys were all like on the rise when that. Yeah, and he works with so many people. He's done a lot of stuff with Evidence. Yeah. Step Brothers. Uh, there's so much stuff that he does, and it it was amazing to be able to go back and listen to this stuff. Like I said, with Little Brother. Like I said, with all those artists, mm. the No Limit, DMX, Rough Riders, it's just super fun. Yeah, yeah. To see like classics come back to life. Yeah, and also now is a good time to like dive in and see what aged well, what didn't. I I was going through a couple of Flaming Lips albums no long ago, and realizing like that's a band that didn't age well. No. No. Because. There's the people that like Flaming Lips, yeah. and there's the people that really can't get into Flaming Lips. It's like a hit or miss. Yeah. I mean, I used to really like them. They were, I wouldn't say one of my favorite bands, but they were a band I loved. Like I've seen them live numerous times. Last time I saw them live, I was ready to walk out, but I thought maybe the catalog needed a bit more, like, just going back to hear it again type. Nah, it didn't, it didn't age. That's the problem. We, we're qu- too quick to judge on albums. We are. Which is very interesting because there was uh, a video that came up uh, in my feed this week. I mean, it came up in my feed. I saw it on OK Player. And I didn't see it. You actually sent it to me. Fat Joe had a one-on-one with T.I. <laughs> about classic albums and how... I mean, I guess they were talking about catalogs and how well certain albums aged versus others. Yeah. Um. T.I. thinks he's got five classics versus 50 Cent who only has one. 
Now, I don't know what the exact conversation was because I just saw the snippet and I thought, hey, this guy didn't hear his own albums. <laughs> yeah. And you obvious, okay, look, before we jump into it, an artist is always going to say, I have, all my albums are classic. Yeah. Or I have more than you right. in classic albums. But then he goes back and he says, like, he, he's like, when he says he's had five classics, he says something about like like if you're judging lightly, like if you're if you're not like if you're judging lightly, like yeah, I got five classics. No, I mean if you if if you're like a classic by all standards should be the same, right? Right. It's not like hey, I'm a bit more like I'm a bit more. I mean, well that well that's the whole thing about this conversation. What makes a classic album? And the- and if that's the case, okay, let's start with this. How many classic albums does Ti have? Two. Two. Two classic albums. At most. You? What do you think? You were going to say one? I would have said two. Okay, so it's probably... But, I, but, I, but I'm also going to say that I'm, I'm, I'm doing exactly what he said in, 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 in judging lightly and giving him two. Do I we, would maybe even say one. Do we have any of his albums in our top uh, 100? We didn't. There, I, I don't think there's any clear, like... Top to bottom, perfect Ti album. I'll I'll there dis- are very good ones. I'll disagree with you and say there is probably one top to bottom great classic album from Ti that you wouldn't skip a song on. I wouldn't skip a song on. That's King. King King is the is yeah King and King was gonna be on our top one hundred. We considered it. We considered we it. Uh, we were gonna put in the South episode. But okay, now which what would be a second? Trap music. Agree. But other people would say also Urban Legend. Mm. Okay. And what else would they say? They're going to say after, they're going to say uh, TI versus TIP. No. What? Paper Trail. Absolutely not. I don't think. No. And the reason I don't think that is because if that if that is a classic that came around the era of Blueprint 3 yeah. and came out a year before, if that was a classic... Blueprint 3 is miles ahead. Oh, for sure. So. But, but my question is, is why are people calling these albums classic? What are we calling? Why are we calling a TI album classic? How many classic albums does 50 Cent have? Just two. One. Okay. And the other albums, as good as there's good songs, great songs, fantastic songs, he has no other classic album. Is Get Rich or Die Trying? A better album than both King and Trap Music. A hundred ten percent. A hundred and ten percent. Okay, so we agree on that. No, maybe maybe I'd say King for me is better, but okay, I'm I I take your argument. I I, I accept your. Fifty Cent has one. Ti has two. Now, if we're putting catalog versus catalog, we're in a totally different conversation. Ti has the better catalog. Ti has the way better catalog. But to call things classic that aren't, we can't do. No. Okay. And what is classic? How do you base? Okay, I'm gonna ask you, and then you ask me. What do you base it? What, what's a classic? How do you base a classic? How do you know it's a classic? For me, classic, it's tough, because I don't think classic album needs to be a ten on ten. No, you're right. Because there are albums that I would give a ten on ten, that I understand are maybe not classic. Classic to me is an album that needs to reach. It needs to have an effect on the genre. 
it needs to be it definitely needs to be playable from top to bottom but like being honest like even on a even on an album that's could that's playable from top to bottom there are certain songs you sit through because you're listening to the album that you would skip if you're not listening to the album in full i think that uh, a classic album often comes from a very important time in the artist's career it needs to come maybe not at a pivotal moment in their career but at a moment where at a defining moment of a, of an artist's career um it should usually be followed up by a big tour or if not i mean some some classic albums have been followed up by big tours some some haven't more in recent years they have uh back in the day i, I mean i don't think that every tour was a big deal I think the tour thing is less important. Um, what else? What are other factors I could say that make it classic? Can I throw mine in? Sure, yeah. Because on. I agree with all what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, longevity. Yeah, it needs to. T- yeah, it needs to stand the test of time for sure. I could say right now that I listen to. Let's just throw, for example, I'm talking about the Pray for Paris, okay? Yeah. And five years from now, I go back to it, mm-hmm. and I just say, oh. It's a good album. It wasn't what it was when I listened to it when it came out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, but mm-hmm. that's not true, so don't take that, uh, what I said. Uh, but longevity is important. Yeah. Because there's so many albums that I listened to when it came out that I can I go back to and I'm just like, meh, they're good. They're not classics. They could be very good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um consistency throughout the whole project yeah yeah that's it it needs to be playable from top to bottom yeah. even if there's little things here and there you'd skip and originality it needs to be original and when i say original it has to like sound kind of different than what's going on that's in, a tough thing to add though. in the now and i'm going to tell you where that popped into my brain was when I listened to Good Kid, Mad City. Right. And didn't never heard something like that before. You're right. In a different way. But that, but but not to discredit what you're saying on that, but that would mean that every hip-hop album of the 90s is not a classic because they all sounded very much alike. Everyone was experimenting with the same things. They sounded kind of alike. It depends because there was always those artists that came out and sounded different, whether it was their voice, their flow, their cadence, all that, all that crap, their beats, just like a Jay-Z type. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a Nas type, like a Wu-Tang yeah. type. But let's say you take something like Illmatic, The Infamous, and Only Built for Cuban Links. They sound very similar. But there's something that makes it original. You find? Okay. Yeah. Like... I get what you're saying because of the era they came out in. Yeah. But they all brought something that's different from the other. Like, look at Ghostface. And, and when we did a post on Ghostface or a story on Ghostface uh, in Raekwon. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, only okay, built. Okay. Uh, I don't know why I said Ghostface first, but yes. It, it, nobody, that mafioso rap wasn't there. Right. You know what I mean? The skits and like just the way it sounded never kind of existed. Yes, they were rapping, mm-hmm. but nobody did that before. You know what I mean? 
just the way they rap too on there, you kind That's of true, yeah. they're telling a story, they're painting a picture. It's like it's like a movie. But what would you say if, like, let's say I switched it up on you and I said, like, um, like take a tribe called Quest Slow End Theory, take uh, the Les Souls Three Feet Not Three Feet High was a little more eighties. Uh, let's say take. Take the low end theory, take main source breaking atoms, and take the last soul is dead. Three classics. Yes, those the are soul all classics. Is dead, maybe maybe more of a classic to me than a, yeah. But like, I get what you're saying with putting those three in right. A, like they're all very much the same kind of. But when those all came out, yeah, they were they were considered being different than what was coming out, you know, like oh, yeah, yeah, tribe. Yeah. yeah. Like the, the tribe sound is classic. It's, yeah. it's different. It's jazzy. Uh, they're not talking about what like quote unquote, those rappers were talking about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's a very, there's a very cool thing you say though, about having to sound original. Cause we're talking about sounding original within your scene. Yeah. But also what could often define a classic album is when you were able to successfully sound different from the rest of your catalog. Yeah. Yes. Because oftentimes, and especially like with bands, let's say, less with rappers, less, but with bands, when they try something new, it often means, it'll often mean failure yeah. over success. It happens a lot with bands. It happens a lot. Bands want to switch it up, try something new. Yeah. Um, something else I also think that's important with class, with uh, with uh, classic albums is the singles that you use. And there's examples that people submitted because we asked people this week to send us albums that they consider classics that aren't widely agreed upon as classics. But the singles you choose to represent your album, I think, have a lot to do with... They paint a picture of that era of your career, mm-hmm. of, your, of your catalog. Yeah, That helps identify with that record being classic. There are albums that have your biggest hit, but aren't necessarily classic albums. Mm-hmm. But when it's a series of them, a series of singles that really give, that, that, that remind people of this era of your career, I think that's important too. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, that's, that's what I consider. That, th- those are things that I, for me, make a classic album. Going back to the album and, you know, like not getting bored of an album. That's something to me. That's something else too, yeah. You know what I mean? Like if I could, I could listen to an album five times in in five days and yeah. not get bored of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, being able to go back to it is definitely important when talking not, about Not classic. getting tired. Not getting tired of an album. For sure. Uh, something that, that happens to me a lot is discovering new things. I like that in albums. You I like know what I mean? In, I like that in albums especially in classic ones. But I also like when an album doesn't need that to be good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it goes both ways. Like, I mean, whatever, like, a classic we've just pretty much said could is very loosely defined. Yeah. What makes a classic for me might not make a classic for the next person. But what I do find is that right now in music, everyone is trying to make everything a classic. Yeah, but you know what the problem with that is, right? Is what? That's the listener. That is the listener. Being That's the too fans. quick, being too quick to judge. Where you put out the album on the Friday and on the Saturday morning, you're saying it's a classic. Well, it's like it's like when Drake dropped views, and one of the lines was, 
like the album had just dropped. One of the lines was "Views already a classic." I forget the line before that, but that to me is like this this desire to make everything like you you want you every everybody who puts out music should put out music hoping that it's their best work. Yeah. But when the intent, when your intention of doing it is to top everything you've done, and you try too hard, and 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 yeah, and try to make this a classic, I find it often fails. Yes, you need to go in with a with a with a mindset of I'm just gonna make music, and if this becomes my best music, it becomes my best music. Yeah. When you try too hard, you fail. I agree. And we got to get back to being too quick to judge on what a classic is. You got to give it time to breathe. You got to wait. As much as I love everything that I'm listening to this year, I do not consider any of them a classic. Could I consider it their best work? 110%. But I do not consider it their best album. I agree. The only time I'm going to consider it their best album is in five years from now, four years from now. Does every artist have a classic? No, not necessarily. That's every, important too. Every artist has a their best album. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Obviously, unless the album uh, the the artist is total shit, which happens a lot. That's a, but I mean, even within your garbage, there's one that's at least garbage. Yeah, but am I gonna listen to it? Probably not. But classics need to be defined over over time. How much time? And what's an instant classic? You can't have, I don't think you could have an instant classic. You can have a instant, very good, perfect, uh, amazing album, but you can't have, this is a classic. We had this argument, and I know we're not arguing, I mean, we've had this conversation yeah. when we spoke about Good Kid, Mad City, where people were saying it's a classic, it's the new Elmatic. Okay, relax. But would you not also say that like, when you're getting critical acclaim, when, when, when you're fan base just explodes over one particular album that you did and i'm not talking like your fan base explodes but critics hated your album but like the critics loved your album your fans loved the album new people are getting on board you're going could that not in some way define an instant classic i kind of get a step away from that noise yeah but you know like when when look here here's the just the thing that i'm putting out when Radiohead released OK Computer, the reviews were very, very positive. And over time, they remained very, very positive. If that stayed the same, in many ways, it was an instant classic. Good Kid was. My Beautiful Dark was. Channel Orange, Blonde were. Blonde is only five, four years old. Turning five, it was a 2006. Yeah. But, I mean, it was... When you see that it's been given album of the decade on, on various websites or it's within the top five on at least ten major, like, music press websites for the decade, is it not? Yeah, if... I find it too hard. I find it hard. I find it too hard to say something is an instant classic. I can find something very good, amazing. Okay, well, look. Fantastic. Let's, I got You got I got to give it time to breathe. I gotta give it time to breathe. Okay, I gotta fair. dig. You gotta dig deeper into the music. We gotta, we gotta stop being like, oh, I listened to it twice. It's a fucking classic. No, no, not you're, listen you're, to it twice. No, that I get. You, that I get. But that's the problem with today's music, and it's 
people are saying, like they they're making it seem like it's the world, like it's the best thing that's ever come out, instead of giving it time to dissect what's going on in music. And that's where people like me and you, and hopefully the listeners, because I know a good bunch of our listeners are like us with the music. They they yeah. they dissect, they understand it, they give it time to breathe, and then they go back to it and they see if it's giving you the same effect. So let's look at some of the submissions because, I mean, a lot of people gave us good options to discuss if they're actually classics or not. Do we, do we consider them classics? Does the, within all of music, are they considered classics? Some of, the, some of the options we got to me were clear cut. Yeah. I separated them. Are we, uh, am I saying if I think they're classics and if you think they're classics or? Yeah, we're going to go back and forth on a couple of Yeah, like this. There's a lot of submissions. So if we jump over yours, don't be upset. By the way, you're really smart on posting that today and getting people to like, this is fucking cool. And all the much, the love we're getting. Yeah. Like I'm really happy that, that, like, that this many suggest this many entries came because like there are albums on here that I don't know. I don't know what to think, but let's start with the clear cuts. Okay. Beck Odele, nineties classic Beck classic. It defines his discography. Beck's a massive artist. Yeah. Classic album. I'm down. Frank Ocean Blonde. I don't think it's a classic. You would not think it's a classic? No. To me, Blonde, yeah. No, I think Channel Orange is a classic. But do you not think it's a classic because you don't like it? Or Or, do you think... Okay, wait, wait. Is this my opinion or... This is the... the, In the world of music, not to you. Well, I guess, yeah, it's a classic classic. to the world of music, but not to me. It's not not your favorite album of his? No. Fair. Game Documentary. Classic album. Lil Wayne, the Carter Three. This one's debatable a bit, but I think it's clear cut that it's a classic. But some people will say no. After the Carter Two, there's nothing good. Some people feel that way. From somebody who stopped listening to him for ten years and went back, it's a definite classic. Carter Three is a definite classic. I it's agree. A, it's a classic. Number one, Carter Two is great. I think it's it, it's up there with Carter Three, but Carter Three is just musically better. Yeah, it's a classic. Neutral Milk Hotel in an airplane over the sea is one of the biggest alternative albums of the last thirty years. Absolutely, it's a classic. Never heard it. I'll agree with you. <laughs> Oasis. What's the story? Morning Glory. Classic. Remember what I said about singles defining that yeah. era. Wonderwall. Don't look back in anger. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. That album is so hard not to fucking enjoy and bring you back memories and just like just musically what that album did for that time. Right. And then the last clear cut to me was Kanye Wesley registration. The singles are solid. They defined that period. It followed up college dropout. He won the Grammys. I think it proved the world that it could do it. Yeah. It's not It's not my favorite album of his. No. But it's more of a classic than albums of his that I like more, I think. Yeah, I I I agree with what you're saying. A lot of people put late registration first. A lot of people do. I would put it toward the bottom. Me too. But I still acknowledge that it's in the big picture a classic. Classic body of work. Right. And one of my favorite Kanye West songs of all time is on that. Which? Figure. Oh, uh, home. 
Gone. Gone. Featuring Cameron in Consequence. Um, Um, Those, to me, were the clear-cut ones. Now, we have a bunch that are going to be up for debate. Late registration defines college for some people and high school for some other people. So it kind of, people put in classics. Gold Gold Digger would play in the clubs how many times a night? Jesus Christ. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that defines that Kanye. And to many people, like to me, college, my, sorry, not college, but my college days was graduation. That defines that for me. I prefer graduation as an album. Is it as much of a classic as late registration? I'd say they're neck and neck. But late registration was, was like, he, he, he was, he made himself so like that. That album made him a, what he is. Yeah, College Dropout's great, but I think late registration should like he he kind of allowed himself to be the artist he is going th- forward. Yeah, and taking th- chances, being more you know. But graduation really put him in a different category. I find. Yeah, oh, well, it was his pop album. It yeah. kind of really made him explode a bit more. Yeah, just the way he did music, touring, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. and. To me, graduation played more in the clubs. Stronger. Yeah. No, Gold Digger still plays. Flashing lights. Yeah. It's, it's not really a club song, but they used to fucking play in the clubs like it was a club song. Yeah. I think graduation is a better fucking, album. I won't argue that. Yeah. What's the the T Pain song? Oh, Good Life. Yeah, yeah. So, so fuck. Yeah, yeah. So, classic. But let's go. Let's go down the list. These albums are up for debate. These are your submissions. There's a lot. So again, if we skip over, Arcade Fire is the suburbs. Classic or not? And we're doing, again, not my ears in general. General, yeah. You can yeah. give your opinion. You say yes? Yes. I say yes as well. Cool. This is when they won the, the, the yeah. album of the year, the Grammys, headlined the festival circuit. They didn't top this album. After that. After no. that. Their second album was less acclaimed than their debut Funeral. They bounced back with this. And they came back like they, they came back stronger than they ever were on this album. Yeah, it's a classic. Is it their best? As I got older, I think it's a little better than it was when I was younger. But funeral is funeral, the first album. But dude, you just said it. Fuck, it got better with time. Yeah, that defines a classic too. Yeah. At the drive-in relationship of command. I haven't heard that album in about fifteen years, but. People nut over at the drive-in and that album, so... You would say classic? I'd say for that, man. I would say... And would I say classic? Not for me, but for the genre, yes. For the hardcore genre? Yeah. It defined a bunch of bands that followed? Yeah. Okay, fine, classic. BC Boys License to Ill. Um, That's the first one. Uh... Here we go with my Beastie Boys thing. I'll get mine out of the way. I say no. No. I think this hasn't held up. Hasn't held it up. It aged really bad musically. Aged. But that's also the appeal of it to some people, right? Yeah. To me, Beastie Boys, the classic album is Paul's Boutique. And to it ends there. Ill Communication. Ill Communication is great too. Ill Communication. I'll say it again. Ill Communication took them onto a different level. Yeah. Musically, too. Sorry, Paul's Boutique fans. I, I prefer Paul's Boutique. Paul's Boutique made our top 100 yeah. in season one. 
But no, this is not a classic. Okay, we agree. The Beatles, Let It Be. Uh, yeah. Every Beatles album is a classic album, no? Maybe not the first ones, but but our old manager, Shane, said the best thing about this album, and it stuck with me. It's a bad Beatles album, but it's an amazing rock album. In the Beatles catalog, it doesn't hold up to the rest of the catalog. But in the big picture of rock music, it's amazing. We had this it's still discussion. A great album. We, had we did. This we spoke about this not long ago. Yeah. And I do consider it a classic. Because of the classic song, Let It Be, it's the end of the Beatles, the biggest rock band arguably of all time, disbanded because of this album. It's iconic. Whether you like it or not, it's iconic. And I don't like it, but I'm not a fan of the Beatles. How funny is that? I am not a fan of the Beatles, but I know it's a classic album because it's considered a classic across the board. So I with so about we, so ten other of their other, ten more of their other albums, right? No, no, no. Like four, six, seven. It's a fucking a lot, lot right? A lot of them, so, I'd say. but yeah, I think this is when you think of the Beatles, you always think "Let It Be," "Abbey right. Road," all that shit. So. Yeah, and you know See, what? Abbey Road, White Album, Sgt. Pepper's, Revolver, Rubber Soul, Help, Hard Day's Night are the seven classics, I'd say. I may have missed one, so that was just off the top of my head, so sorry if anyone's going to stop listening to us, because that, Let It Be, would be the eighth, I'd say. Do, do, it still sounds good now? You're going to tell me yes. Let It Be is a lot of fun, because it sounds like outtakes and sessions that were turned into an album. Some of the songs don't feel finished. Some things feel rushed. It's very cool to listen to. It doesn't sound like the rest of their catalog because it's stripped down. Okay. I can't listen to the Beatles. I'm sorry. No, I mean... I, I, Fuck am I a piece of shit for that one? Of, no, it just wasn't the goal of this exercise, to be honest. Next one. Next one. Billy Talent, Billy Talent. Uh, 110% for that genre. Really? That's the first Billy Talent, when the one where he had his actual screaming voice. Yeah, the I don't red think I one. ever heard that album in full. That album for the genre, for the for music at that time, it's for, for sure. Music for album, I would call it a Canadian classic. <laughs> I don't know about full on classic. Look, I don't like. I don't think it's a, a classic for me. But again, not every band has a classic. Yeah, but that that really fucking did something in that genre. Music. It did? Yeah, it did. Did it pierce internationally? Or was it just a Canadian success? I don't remember if it pierced internationally. That's key in this album. I don't, I don't remember. I think it did. I think them and the other band uh, from Canada. Alex on Fire pierced more, I think. Than Billy Talent? I think so. But I wouldn't even say Alex on Fire have a classic album. A classic album. Look, let, can I just say this? Yeah, go. It's not a classic to me that Billy Tom, I'm just saying. But in, just in, big, in the big picture? When you think of the big picture and you think of what was coming out and you think of, like, it made a staple for that genre of music. I can't say classic. I could say a very good album for its genre, but I can't say classic. We should, you know what's crazy about this? Does and, anybody talk about this band anymore? No, but these, that album comes back up over and over and over and over again. Okay. So... What were you going to say? You know what we should? Like, 
I, w- I want to hear other people's opinion on that album because I, I know a lot of people that don't like that genre. Yeah. But go like Billy Well, Talent. guys, if you, hear us, if you hear us talk about albums that you do or don't like or that you do think are classic or whatever, if you hear us talk about things and you disagree, uh, write back to us. I think going forward, we're trying to get people more involved. Yeah. So. Daft Punk Discovery. Which one's that? Second one. What's the cover? The helmet? No, that's... No, uh, no, that's random. Access memory. The second one was the with the One More Time and the... I'm not yeah. super familiar with the music. I know I know the, the big albums. Yeah. I'm not familiar either. I know a lot of people fucking... I'd had, say this is their best album. I'd call, it, I'd call it a classic because Daft Punk is Daft Punk. This album, One More Time, was always... One More Time was always, always playing somewhere. Yeah. So yeah, I guess this is their classic. Daft Punk are da- like Daft Punk is huge. So they marked their they marked they marked their legacy somewhere, and it was probably yeah. with this album. Next two are interesting. These are two people. These are two separate people that gave us these these entries, and it's very good because we had this debate when we did season one. Best hip hop albums of all time. Danny Brown Triple X. Is it a classic? Yes. I say no. Why? I think it didn't age as well as his later music. I still really? think it's very good. I still think it's very good. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not I'm not saying I don't like the album. People automatically think I don't like the album when I I think it didn't age as well as his other music did. And I think it was just an album to get him out there. He stood apart from the rest, like you said, classic albums and classic artists should do. But he pushed the envelope further later. He took risks later and, and continued to evolve as an artist. And, and he reached, in my opinion, better heights later. Yeah, you're right with that one. I just, Is it a bad album? By no means. No. I just... I like what he did with that album. And that I could go back and be like, fuck, at first I didn't like what he was doing. But it's it, it, like that's an album that sticks with you because it sounds so different. What about the next one here, Atrocity Exhibition, Danny Brown? That's on like. That made our top one hundred. So it's a classic. That was my pick, right? It's, so it's you... a classic to us. Is it a classic in general? I think it's not a classic in general. I agree. I don't think Danny Brown has a classic album. I gotta be honest. Because I love the music, I love all everything he's done. I even think his last album was really good. Yes. And I don't t- think he yeah. reached classic album just yet. Triple X, I'm gonna consider it a classic. Okay. I don't think he has a classic to the rest of the people, like, like what we're talking about. But like, wait, hold on. We gotta we gotta define what we're doing here. Are we saying? Are you still saying classic for you, or are you saying classic on the big picture? Classic for me. Well, let's go big picture with this list. Yeah, because so far we did big picture. So I'm not gonna put in my two cents about me and what I think. Well, I, put in your two cents about what you think. But is Triple X a classic hip hop album? No, that's the that's what yeah, we're trying no. to retain. Is it a classic? No. no. And neither is Atrocity then. No. But they're equally as good, if anything. Destiny's Child. The writing's on the wall. This. Who the fuck wrote that? Because I have no idea. I'm. I'm gonna go classic album. I'm. I'm not super familiar with it. I know the hits. Destiny's Child has a classic album. 
Beyonce didn't cement her name before going solo for nothing over nothing. I guess, but I don't know. I can't. I can't. I can't say anything about that. That's okay. some, one I can't get to. Dr. Dre's Compton. No. No. Absolutely not. Me too. Absolutely not. You can't. No, that can't be on the list, and the other two are not on the list. Like if you're mentioning things, but by, but that's that's the thing is by doing this we're not removing anything else they've done. We're not saying it's a classic versus two thousand one. It's a classic versus chronic. We're putting it with. No, it's not a classic. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. No. Next. Again, not for you. This one. The big picture. Take care, Drake. Yeah, it's a classic. You think it's a classic? I think it's a classic. I mean. He's the biggest recording artist for a reason. One of his albums had to have yeah. done the job, right? Well, yeah. Everyone talks about it. It's all over the place. Yeah. So. Elliot Smith, EXO. This one's not for you. I would say... <laughs> I would say it is. Can you show me the cover so I could see? Yeah, sure. And... It's not, either or was his big album. This is a really good entry because either or was his most popular album and probably his best. EXO came. Fuck, I don't even remember that cover. EXO came uh, the year after. I think it's a classic. I mean, for indie music, yes, it's absolutely a classic. I think either or gets the love that. Either or gets most of the love, but yes, EXO's a classic. Shit, I have a lot of albums to go listen to. Fleet Foxes, Fleet Foxes. You like that one? Uh, can't answer. Fleet Foxes, Fleet Foxes, Defined, with Bon Iver, Forever, for Emma, Forever Go. That folk music, everyone's calling, I listen to folk music. <laughs> it was alternative Folk, alternative country, that Fleet Foxes and Bon Iver define that genre. That's the cover where there's a lot of things going on. There's it, a lot right? of things going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Fleet Foxes, Fleet Foxes is a, yeah. is a is a modern classic. Yeah, I agree the with you on that. One. That album, I've heard that is album. Insane. I've heard that album. And I would even say uh, their second album for me was better, not as classic as the first. We had that two for twenty five. No, we may have. Yeah, okay, I remember that album. Yeah, classic. Lovely Foxes. Can't wait for new stuff from them. One of the best shows I've seen. Ever? In the last five years. I never expected to leave that show the way I did. Wow. I bought the ticket because I was like, this isn't something you get to see every day. I would have gone, if there was a second night, I would have gone. It was fucking, it was a gorgeous show. You never told me this. And... I was. It, it's so rare that I go to shows and leave liking the band more than I did when I went in. It was. Uh, that's fun. That's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was really a fantastic show. Freddie Gibbs and Madlib Pinata, classic album. Uh, you want me to call Malenko and ask him why he says it is? Yes, he says it is. Okay, is it a classic hip hop album? Yes. 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 Madlib for me, you know how much I love Madlib's uh, production. I associate the word, cl- I don't associate the word classic with Madlib, I associate the word cult 
with Mad Lib. Ooh, very true. Mad Villainy is a classic, but it's still more cult than classic. It's a specific following. It's that it's those same people that like all his music. Did you ever try and argue with somebody that's in love with Mad Villainy? Oh yeah, forget it. If you're, you're... But uh, Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib is his most commercial. Is that is both of their most commercial album? I'd say that, and I guess Band Out and Now. I don't know. I struggle to call it classic. It's a cult album for sure. It's I don't a even very think good it, album. I don't even think it's commercial at all. Those well, songs uh, no, on no, there. No, I don't mean sounding. I don't mean it sounds commercial. I mean in terms of popularity. It's because he went with Mad Lib, right? Which I don't understand because not it's it's. How do I say this? You, Mad Lib is just. He's well known, but I, I, this made people get into Mad Lib. Pinata got yeah. people to get into Mad Lib, and vice versa. Yeah, and nobody. Yeah, exactly. Because I find sometimes to get into Mad Lib, you need to. It, again, it's that cult. You're you're right. You're absolutely right. It's that cult. Yeah. Freddie Gibbs doesn't have a cult, so when you go into this, you're just like, it's like a kind of hit or miss. Mm. And it's kind of to the point where it's almost super weird to have Mad Lib and Freddie Gibbs together, but it works so oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, they... they, they you yeah. know what I mean? Because that's the first time I was like, oh, fuck, Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib. And I remember just, I was in your basement. We were watching the yeah. Thuggin video Yeah. on your computer in your basement. And we we're just like, because basically he's robbing a, a stash house and there's like shotguns in the video. And, you, and, and I was just like... Really, is this gonna work? Yeah, with Mad Lib especially, yeah. But Mad Lib, the way he curates, and he moves more towards that what the artist yeah, and what yeah. the artist is known for, mm. but in the Mad Lib way. Yeah. But if this is a like, I feel I feel weird saying this is a classic and not something of Danny Brown's, but we put Danny Brown in our top one hundred of all time. Would you change that today for Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib? We think we like. Other Freddie Gibbs and Freddie Gibbs albums more than we like Pinata, so we can't get into that conversation right now. So if this is a classic, BFK is a classic, <laughs> according to you. Yeah, BFK to me is, but again, we're not going with my opinion. We're going in general. General, but is is BFK a general classic? No. Pinata general classic. Yes. J Cole, twenty fourteen. Hills Forest, uh, <laughs> 2014, Stephen, Forest Hill Drive. Okay. J. Classic Cole, album. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. And J Cole has is it's exactly like Mad Lib cult. He's a bit too big to be in a cult. Uh, yeah, to be but a cult artist. I mean, it's, those his people following that, is big. Yeah, but those people that like that J Cole is just they. You can argue with them for days. Yeah, he's the best rapper. In he's the side. best rapper that's ever come out. He's better than Kendrick. He's better than Drake. He's better than fucking anything that's ever come out. I don't think J. Cole has a classic album. Are you saying personally or in, in hip-hop? In hip-hop. In hip-hop, I, I think he's, like you say, he's he's too in-between liked and disliked. Whereas Drake... He really pierced. There's something for everyone in Drake's catalog. You don't have to like him now, but 
like Take Care really defined Drake. Even the mixtape, if you're reading this, is too late, I would almost say is a classic. The iconic cover, the way it was released spontaneously, the yeah. tour that followed. Uh, I think this album defined J. Cole. I think it defined him. But there's nothing more about it. Okay, what more about it would you say? And I, and again, I know you dis- you, you agree with me that the no features is not an argument. I couldn't give a shit if you had 18,000 featurings and had zero featurings. It makes no difference to my life. So what about this made it a classic? If we're being honest, the rollout and how he stemmed away from what he was doing on Born Sinner, uh, Sideline Story. Okay. I find this is his most active album. There's different J. Cole on this album. Okay. It's not always the boring, same flow, beat, tone. Uh, he's doing a lot more in it. There's like, I find he, he does more lyrical... Like he has more lyrical ability on it and attacks the songs differently and he gets more personal than he has on other things. Okay. I mean, look, he's a massive recording artist. He's one of the biggest rappers right now. Something, it has to be for a reason. I'm not a fan of his. I don't think he's done anything that defined that, that merits his popularity. Mm-hmm. People will be people will disagree with me. I listen to the catalog. Nothing stands out to me. To me, this stands out the most. This stands out the most. Okay, I mean, but look, but I don't, more I don't think the, it's a classic. But in the world of hip hop, it, it is, is a, a classic. classic. Okay, Kid Cudi, Man on the Moon, Part One. This uh, is an album I went back to during quarantine. And I saw somebody put up the anniversary of it or something like that, and I was like, "Am I too? Am I too rough on this album? Like, let me go back and you hear did." It. I did, I did. I I swear to God, I did. I went back and heard this. Fuck, you must have been in a great mood that day. I don't ever want to hear this again. No. But it's a classic. Is it? Not to me, obviously not. I'm just saying, again, we got to make it clear. It's not to me. It's not to us. Fucking people just don't shut the fuck up about is this Is it album. a hype classic or is it a real classic? It's a hype classic. Then it's not a classic. You know but, what else is a hype classic? What? World. It's a good album. Astro World classic. is way yeah, but Kid Cudi Man on the Moon is a mediocre album. If even. If even, how the fuck do you sit through that? Below I, average. I I've never sat through a man. On, I never sat through Man on the Moon. I I don't like this album at all. I don't understand its appeal. Very cheese ball. But it's also it also reminds me of a time. It reminds me of an era. I know he was trying to do a lot of stuff with the, with indie artists. I like this album about as much as I like the MGMT album. He did a lot of album. stuff with Ratatat. Ratatat MGMT were yeah. on it. But just to say, like, I don't... I didn't think this was good when it came out. I don't think it's good now. And I think the hype around it is because he's a Kanye artist and not because the music's good. And the people that consider this a classic don't evaluate the full album. Of course not. Like T.I. saying that he has five classics. <laughs> But so I don't, I don't think this is a classic to hip-hop, or it could be somebody's top five albums of all time, because there are albums in my top ten that are not classics. They're actually coming up later. Um, no. To me, no. Cult, maybe, even. He's, he's a 
four on ten as an artist. Just people, people praise this fucking album. You know that they praise this album. It's people that praise this album that I'm really sorry to say don't know music. Not don't know music. They're given this. They're given so little. That's different. And think that it's genius. Mm-hmm. If this is something that somebody freaks out over, there are a hundred albums I could put in a pile that will blow your mind if you like this album. And none of them will be hip-hop. The problem with this album is that there was too much hype around it. Oh yeah, you had a lot of hype, this guy. A fuck ton of hype. And yeah. I just didn't understand. I don't get I don't I don't see the appeal. The single was fine at most. I don't see the appeal to this artist and this album. I don't. I I'm gonna disagree with 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 the classic thing because again to me it's not a classic. I'm far fucking from it. But people consider it a classic. People like but but also again like people like you and me consider other things classic and they're not necessarily classics. I think this is a more deeper conversation. You this, think? Yeah. With. Why? Because I don't understand why people think it's a classic and put it all over the place. Everyone who listens, everyone who's listening, send us your opinion on Man on the Moon. Classic or not? We want to know. To us, it's not. Yep. And please go re-listen, maybe. Yeah, give it another listen because it didn't age. With good headphones on. Yeah. Because. Let's keep it moving. Yeah. Next. Justin Timberlake Justified. That's the first one. I don't think it's a classic. I think Future Sex is a classic. But you have to respect the way he broke out of NSYNC and stayed relevant. It hadn't been done before, I don't think, from a boy band. No. A, a 90s boy band. Fuck. But uh, the NSYNC album with the puppets? What was that one called? Oh, I don't know. That was a fucking good album. But anyways. The video was Bye Bye Bye. Yes. Is this a classic album? No. I agree, no. Led Zeppelin 3. Bo, I don't know. Led Zeppelin 3 is a classic album, yes. I would is that say, the one with the plane thing? No, that's Led Zeppelin 1. Jesus. Zeppelin 1, Zeppelin 2, Zeppelin 3, Zeppelin 4, House of the Holy, Physical Graffiti. So Six na- classics for Zeppelin for me. Six classics? Man, it's Zepp. It's fucking... It's, it's timeless. It's... Man, they were... There's this great story that a client used to say about putting on Zeppelin 1. We're talking about Zeppelin 3, but Zeppelin 1. He would tell me about how he dropped the needle on Zeppelin 1 and the first song hits with like like a loud, it's a drum kick, a cymbal, loud chords. Anyway, you'd have to hear the song to explain it. Um, that was heavy metal at the time. Yeah. Nobody did this. It was 69. Nobody, nobody was, was this loud at the time. The Beatles hadn't broken up yet, man. You like Led Zeppelin? I, I just found out something Zeppelin, about you. Zeppelin is one of the first bands I got into. Very really? Young. Yes. You? Yes. Do you have them in your tower? I have them all. Fuck, I had no idea you liked Led Zeppelin. Zeppelin was my mother that got me into Zeppelin. Zeppelin three is a classic, yes. It also has one of the most... Um, no, I wouldn't say what, like, it, 
there's a recording mistake on Zeppelin 3 on one of the tracks where the drum set, the bass drum isn't oiled, so it squeaks throughout the whole song. And it was like the, the song was recorded and it was kept in the mix. And if you listen very closely to the song, eh, you get squeaking drum kick the whole song. Once you hear it, you can't unhear it. Hmm. Yeah. That's cool. I learned something today. That I like Zeppelin? Yeah, I didn't know. Everybody who likes Zeppelin 3, listen to Since I've Been Loving You. If it's not already your favorite song of that album. Oh, I know that song. You know Since I've Been Loving You? Yeah, you can't play it, but... Listen to Since I've Been Loving You. Pay close attention to the drum kick and the squeak that comes before every drum, every every kick. That's crazy. You'll never unhear it. I ruined that song for everyone. Missy Elliott, Missy So Addictive. No. No, I'd say no. What it did for the club scene was probably a big deal. Get your freak on. Yeah. The Bussa Bus interlude. Um, it's one of her best albums. Yeah, it's but not I a don't classic. think it's a classic. Super Duper Fly is a classic. I don't think she has other classics. No. The National High Violet, absolutely yes, it's a classic. A billion percent. It followed up what was to date their best album, Boxer. Some people still say Boxer is their best album. I say High Violet is. But yeah, it's High Violet. To me, it's High Violet. And what it did for the band, just... You don't think about it, but the National are probably one of the bigger rock bands right now. Yeah, for sure. They had stadium tours after this. They didn't headline festivals, but they played a lot of festivals. They were always a key part on a festival lineup following this album. And it pushed the band into like a new... Following this release... It kind of changed them musically. They were more into layering their songs rather than keeping it bare bones like it was on Boxer and, and Alligator and everything before that. High Violet's absolutely a classic. It's so important to their, their catalog. It's so important to the last 10 years. They're one of the biggest rock bands right now. Yeah, for sure. Nipsey Hustle Victory Lap. <laughs> What's so funny? I had a feeling something like that was going to come up. Well, take it away. Classic. To me, I'm going to say to me, uh, yes. To hip hop, yes. Yes? Yeah. To me, no. I can't, I can't lie. I don't love the album. I think it's a, it's a good album. Actually, actually, I'm a liar. I think he would have had a classic album, potentially. But I wouldn't say it's a classic. I uh, think the person is now somebody who... Monumental. Yes. I wouldn't say the Victory Lap is a classic hip-hop album. It's kind of hard to get into it. And I, I think it's... Okay, look, I'm a liar. It's not a classic to me. I think it's a classic to hip-hop. Is it because it's his only album? No. It's because it took so goddamn long to come out and it came out to the point where it's excellent. Okay. Because remember... Well, then Jay Electronica is a classic? No, because it sounds like a bag of shit. It's not. It's a fine album. At best, it's a fine album. What's fine? Define fine. 
fuck. Okay, hold on a second. Well, now we're going to get into it. We waited like seven years for a Nipsey Hussle album. Physical Nipsey Hussle, this is my debut album. Mm-hmm. Versus 10, 11 years for Jay Electronica. 10, 11. How many years? Steve, it's 2020. We've been hearing about this album since Blueprint. Okay. Okay. And, Are we not? And it sounds fine, whereas to Nipsey Hussle sounds excellent. Okay. You know that you know the Nipsey album better. I'm not even like I and don't I'm, think it's an, it's a classic to hip hop because I think we're celebrating the artist after he passed. But we're celebrating the artist and that to the point where when you listen to that album, yeah, before he passed, you were learning a lot on that album. You were seeing. Uh, to the guy that who to the man who's monumental right now because of his passing, you were seeing the greatness in his music, and also leading up to that. So that's why it was highly anticipated. When the fuck you knew the way I was waiting for that album. Yeah, yeah. Every time I'd go, I'd go pick something up. You'd ask me to check. I knew you were waiting for it. I knew people were waiting for it. But it held up. You know when you wait so long for an album and you're just like, eh, like hello. The well, fuck were like, you doing for 20 years? But that's also like saying Cuban Links 2, The Ecstatic by Most Def. They're great albums. They're not necessarily classic. Cuban Links 2, <laughs> you'd call it a classic. Okay, yes. yeah, you'd call it a classic. I'd say it's a great album. Classic to hip-hop? Not more than... The thing is with the Nipsey Hussle Victory Lap, it's, it's excellent before he passed. And what also it did was it made people go listen and understand who the man was. In that album, you you see who that man was, what he was doing for, for for his community, for the people. No, no, it's fair. It's a fair argument. Yeah, it's 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 just knowledgeable music. Okay, it's a classic. To me, no. To hip hop, yes. Because you're gonna, people are gonna take that, learn from it, grow with it. It's just knowledgeable music, and I find that when people go listen to the album, you need to go listen to it carefully and just to understand what I'm trying to say. What, what about knowledge? Next album. Nirvana, MTV, unplugged in New York. Who goes first? Not classic. Not classic. One no. of the best live albums of all time. One of the best live recordings of all time. Really? Easily. And if not, mm. one of the most important. Why? Because he died two seconds later? No, because they took this loud fucking grunge band that was so like, and they stripped it down. And it's never been done before? I mean, Allison Chains did it. Pearl Jam <laughs> did it. Like the, the, But they... they when somebody says MTV Unplugged, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? The honest goddamn truth. Oh, fuck you, what is it? <laughs> that bad Jay-Z album. With Linkin Park? No, that's not oh, no, Unplugged. that's not the same. The one with the roots. That's what comes to mind? I don't know why, don't ask. I understand you only listen to rap, but you're no. fucking with me if that's what comes no, to mind. No, I like Nirvana. Like... That in uh, whatever it's called album, that's a fucking good album. Dude, this was, it's, it's like, if you say best live albums of all time, if we had an episode of best live albums of all time, there's no way you get to it. No, that Rage this. Against the Machine live at the, the Red cover album? 
Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but you're right. It's a classic album. Not to me, though. But yes, it's a classic album. I wouldn't album. consider it a classic to me either. I would, I would, I mean, I'm not a nerve. I'm not I wonder a why somebody put that, though. That's that's cool that it's, they put it, that. Yeah, it is. But but it's cool. And one of the biggest hits off this album was The Man Who Sold the World, David Bowie cover. There's covers on the song that people didn't know, Lake of Fire. Like, there's. It's a different side of Nirvana. It's a different side. We don't. We don't know. I'm surprised they did that, Mister. Uh... But that's a, that's what's that's what's fucking great about it is it's a band that was so loud, so visceral, so like in your yeah. face. It was a completely different side to them, and a lot of the grunge bands were doing the unplugged stuff. The Allison Chains one is good too. I'd even say the Allison Chains, unplugged is Allison Chains' best album. But Nirvana unplugged. I mean, it's 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 a classic live recording. You know it's crazy, and you know why I said off the bat it wasn't classic. Cause I don't, I never hear people talk about this. People talk about Nevermind. People talk about Bleach. People, I mean, people talk about their studio albums for sure, for sure. I like Bleach. Bleach is fucking good. Bleach and in utero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are good. They're Though, all good. In utero, I always their found better than yeah, Nevermind. Nevermind. For sure. Fuck. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Nirvana's catalog is very good. Is it a bit overrated? I think Nirvana. I think um, Nevermind's a bit overrated. But look what. But the, nah, it did, nah, it, that that shit did a lot to that scene and oh, that yeah, era. Yeah, it blew up. It 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 totally. If if Nirvana Nevermind didn't exist, alternative music would have been dead by the mid nineties. Yeah. Forget the indie that came in the 2000s. Forget the post-punk that came. Forget Foo nothing. Fighters. There's nothing. Forget Foo Fighters. Fuck. Foo Fighters, Dave, Dave Grohl. Fuck, they have, some, they have a classic album. Foo Fighters have a classic album? Yeah. Color and the Shape? No, I would say... Uh, somebody's going to kill me. All My Life? Do you know they hate that album? Fuck, I went to see them live for that album. Uh. With I'd Pete Yorn at the Verdun Auditorium. Yeah. Fucking, that was, I was front row. It was about 90 degrees in there <laughs> with a fan blowing. That was amazing. I'd say Color in the Shape, whatever. Did I give you that album? I think you gave me. You Can gave I have me it back? <laughs> you gave me all your Foo Fighter albums. I never paid for a Foo Fighter album. I no. never liked the Foo Fighters until like, like the Foo Fighters from here are the perfect greatest hits band. Yes. That's another episode we have for you guys. The best greatest hits albums. Can't wait. No, we're fucking. But Foo Fighters to me are our greatest hits band. I want to move on because there's a, 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 a there's three there that I want to talk okay, about. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm excited for those. Uh, next one's a really good one, really good one because it won the awards, like we said, Kanye did. Okay. It had the big hits, like a lot of the albums we've been talking about. It had big hits. This album, it had their biggest hits. Some of them, we're talking Outcast, Speaker Box, The Love Below. Speaker box. Classic album. To hip hop and to you. Fuck it, to hip hop. To music. No. I say no. Okay, cool. We're on the same page. Because half of it's good. Same page. Yeah, because... The Love Below is good. The Love Below is amazing. That's the Andre side. The speaker box, the big boy stuff is far from his best stuff. Far from it. We saw his best stuff after this. It was good. The album is very good. I find uh, he he does like it's, and I re-listened to it recently. Uh, the Big Boy album, uh, Speaker Box, sounds 
too much like Stankonia. Overdone. Yeah, it does. Yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But now, there's amazing you, songs on there. Let's say you would say Andre 3000, The Love Below. Classic album? Nah. I no. would say no. I would say no. No. Fantastic album. Fantastic album. Very good album. But not, Very good album. Not Fucking classic. wonderful album. Makes me cry when I listen to it. But it had all those things that we said. It had the singles that defined that era. Roses, Hey Ya. Roses. One Oof. fucking album of the year at the Grammys. It was a double album. Um, they, well, they probably didn't tour it. I don't know how to put there. But it has all those things that we said. But the content on the album is very good at best. Yeah. Outcast, how many classic albums? Silent Playlistic. Classic. AT Aliens. Classic. Aquamanai. Classic. Stangonia. Classic. That's four. That's four. You agree? I agree. Next. Pearl Jam Versus. This is the second album of Pearl Jam's catalog. What's the one? Ten is the first one, Ten right? is the first one. Ten is the classic. We don't, have to, we don't have to argue that one. Yeah. But Versus was a fan favorite. And they are one of the biggest American bands, right? We agree? Yeah. So they can't just have Ten as a classic. So Versus is a classic. Because I, I see it, it everywhere also. I would say it is. I would say that it helped define the grunge genre for sure. But classic? Classic. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Classic. It's solid from top to bottom. The fans love this album more than they love 10, the fan base. Mm-hmm. Musically speaking, I find it better than 10, yes. Classic. Classic, sure. Pixies Trompe le Monde. Bo, I don't know. This was their fourth album. I don't think that before the Pixies disbanded, they had a bad album. But I do think that Surfer Rose are the first full-length album and Doolittle the second were the best ones. The next two, Bossa Nova and Trompe le Monde, were amazing, amazing albums. Classic album, no. But the Pixies are one of my favorite bands, so I like everything. Well, no, no, I like everything they did before they split. So everything before this album, this album included, are are great albums to me. But in the big picture, I don't think classic. Okay. Now this is fun, and this is not, believe it or not, this is not albums that were submitted by the same person. They all came up. By different people? By different people. That's Trilogy cool. of albums that... Anyway. First up, Chili Peppers, Californication. Classic album. Classic. The cover we recognize. The singles. What I said about the singles. Scar Tissue, Other Side, Around the World, Californication. Define them. They still... It's still their bread and butter. Classic for album. For the most part. There's no... There's no... There's nothing else on this list that you can go and say classic before you say classic for this one. But... This is also, in my opinion, an example of an album that is not a 10 on 10. There are, there is some of their most useless music on this album Mm -hmm. that did not need to be there. That, you know, but it was the return of Frusciante, like I said, the singles, everything about this album, it's iconic. It defines that. 
Era of the Peppers. So, classic. Classic. I can't agree more. By the way. Classic. My favorite Chili Peppers album is By the Way. Classic? That's maybe the, less. That's the album That's the album I got into with, for the Chili Peppers. By the Way, to me, is, is their album that aged the best... It's their age. It's their album that's the most mature, funnest to me. Really, I well, can't stop is on there. I fucking love can't stop. Can't stop and by the way are are defining hits of their catalog. Yeah, it's their album that is the most mature. Musically, it's the most textured. It's their it's their least Chili Pepper album. Fushante was on there. Fushante dominated the writing session and recording of this album. No he, wonder he went full fledged like in the driver's seat for this. Thanks, Dad, for not letting me go to the show. You want to tell us? You want to talk about that? No. It was a great show. Oh, thanks a lot. It was Queens of the Stone Age, right? And Mars Volta opening. Jesus Christ. Thanks, Dad. Um, I don't know, man. Yes, it's classic. Come on, Steve. I fucking love this album. I really no, I'm love... not talking about you. I'm talking about... Fine, classic. Next. I'm happy, classic. This, I'm going to say no. Yeah, so Chili Pepper Stadium Arcadium. I say no, classic. No. For the same reasons as... Speaker box. Yeah. While in the Grammys, massive tour. I don't know if we said that about Speaker Box, but massive tour for this album. Yeah. Botched tour because they didn't play half the songs on this album <laughs> once. On the Grammy, the hits are pretty defining Danny California Snow of that era, but there aren't many of them. Very overrated album, no? Well, it's a double album. But very overrated. Because of that. Yeah. So you easily narrow this down to half. If I narrow this down to half of my favorite songs of this album, it might be their best album. Jesus. But I don't have that power because it was released as a double. And I Fushante? got to evaluate. Fushante let loose on this album. This was his, like on, like on By The Way, he took, he took control of the production and the writing and the... Jesus. Like organizing the songs and, and layering. This is his most... When people say that John Fushante is a great guitar player... If you need to know why, you need to hear this album. No, I could tell that. This it was is when this. he just fucking went nuts. He was on Hendrix. His his top inspiration for this album were Hendrix, Enter the Thirty Six Chambers. <laughs> I, the Danny California drums are are were straight up. The intro was straight up inspired by Enter the Wu Tang. That's crazy. The, like the solid beats. That's crazy, but it's not a classic. It's not a classic for me, no. But no, this, we're talking this, about this fantastic. There's fantastic music on it. So we're not talking about you. We're talking about. No, genre. for me, dude, for me, this is like in the bottom of their catalog. No, no, I'm talking about for the music. For we're talking, we're not talking about us. We're talking about I want big picture. Yeah, no. yeah. Well, for me and big picture, it's not. Cool. Rock Marciano Reloaded. Not a classic. No. Not a classic. No. It's very good rap album. Very good rap album. Very good. That's you have that album. I don't own it. You want uh, my copy? I don't own it. You want my copy? I don't have place for the 50 CDs you told me I bought. Okay, the reason why I want to give you my copy is because it fell. And it, I remember it, when we were moving you. How depressed was I? Yeah. It was a national tragedy. That was the most perfect book I so ever pit. owned. You did not take that well. No. It's bent. I think I'm going to buy another one if, they, if I can ever find one. Take a chance. Did you want to elaborate on this album? It's a, it's an amazing album, amazing album. It's probably his best in his whole catalog. 
it's not a classic album to me. It's not a classic album to hip hop. I don't think enough people have heard that. But yeah. they find a moment where rap changed for the underground, where somebody was rapping way more differently, was using different production. Mm-hmm. It was just something. It was what what Mark Rock Marciano was doing at the beginning of his solo kind of career because he started early in the 90s too but then was nowhere till Marcia Lago came out in 2000s in the early 2000s if not late 2000s if I'm not mistaken yeah 2010 I think uh, nobody was doing what he was doing nobody he okay. produced a lot of his own music did full on production it was just it, he was doing different shit But no, it's not a classic, and it's not a classic to hip-hop, unfortunately. But did you call it a classic underground hip-hop album? Yes. Or not even a... Yeah? Okay, yes. Cool. percent. Cool. Nobody was doing what he's doing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep saying it. And you need to dig into that album to understand what I'm saying, because, again, I always go with the way he raps on songs, his cadence, his flow, all that stuff. But, again, we're not going to get into I remember that. for a short period of time, people were talking about that album... Along with the Action Bronsons, the guys that were starting to come up, his name was like sometimes appearing with them. Well, yeah, because look on Blue Chips, on yeah. Pouches of Tuna. That's it. Nobody's rapping like that, man. Yeah, no, no. He was... The flow. He's like he perfected something. Now I'm going to listen to it on the way home. Solange, a seat at the table. I don't know how to answer that one. I'd say classic. I was going to say classic too. I was waiting for you to say Yeah, no, I'd say classic. Um... I think it's still a bit too new. It came out the same year as Frank Ocean. Blonde. Yeah, Blonde, yeah. It's a bit too new and she didn't break out. I, my favorite Solange album was the last one, When I Get Home, from last year. I thought it was a bit easier, a bit more... I liked the way the songs were shorter and cut and really? edited. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. But A Seat at the Table is a classic. I think a lot of people really love that album and... For soul R&B, Neil Soul, yeah, I did a good job. It, it did, it did. Uh, classic. Classic. The Strokes Room on Fire, second album. No. No. Not a classic. No. Is This It? Is The Strokes classic? And it's very sad. Uh, the Strokes put out a fantastic album this year. Yep. The New Abnormal is a really, really good album. After uh, three albums that were pretty weak. As of 2005, mm-hmm. Room on Fire, um, it's a good album. It's fun. But unfortunately for The Strokes, Is This It was so hyped. It pretty much launched the indie rock scene in New York in 2001. It brought it to the masses, sorry. Yeah. Everything they did after, after uh, Is This It was compared to Is This It. And Room on Fire has their one of their biggest hits, Reptilia. Uh but it just doesn't I mean it's a good it's a it's a fun album. It's very good, but no not classic at all. They have that one. They have that one classic. Yep, I agree with you. Vampire Weekend, Vampire Weekend, that's the debut album. I don't think it's a classic. 
Oh, Vampire Weekend, Modern Vampires of the City is absolutely a classic. The third album that wraps up that first trilogy with the original lineup. I don't think this is. I don't. I. I really don't think this is a classic. It was so key to that early indie, though. Again, that Fleet Foxes, Phoenix's Wolfgang Amadeus Phoenix. This album it reminds me of that that late two thousands. The songs off this album get played a lot. Fans keep wanting to hear this album live. I might have to say classic. Okay. For indie for indie rock, yes, it's a classic. The White Stripes Elephant. Yes. Classic? Yeah. That's the one with, with Seven Nation Army. Yeah. This is one of the ones I listened to today. And? Preparing for this episode. I think the White Stripes is a love it or hate it band. Oh, I agree with I you. I can't see past that. I have. No, hey, you're looking if I have the albums. I have their albums. White Blood Cells, the album before this to me is a classic. I think Elephant had that big hit. It pushed them into the commercial. But it lacks. Again, I'm saying this, but yeah, okay, maybe it is a classic. But to me, it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, this got them over to the masses. It did. Like their songs were fucking sang in soccer stadiums because yeah. like this album, like Seven Nation Army was huge, the biggest rock song post two thousand probably. Yeah. Very easy to play on drums, also. By the way, I use I learned mm. that in music class. And guitar, pretty easy song to play. Start a band. Uh, we could. Uh, yeah. Okay. Fine. Classic, but not for me. I don't love this album. It's very hard to get into. I find. White Stripes are very hard to get in. This is also what's what's very important about Elephant, I guess, to the White Stripes catalog is it. it's when they started to do the blues rock stuff. Before this, like on uh, White Blood Cells, they were very much more yeah. punk rock, art rock. Uh, it wasn't, they, they didn't touch on the blues stuff as much, which they did on this album and then later even into country, yeah. you know? So it, it was, a, yeah, okay. It was, a, it defined their, the type of music they'd play to come. Wiz Khalifa Rolling Papers. I don't even want to answer this. Can we just jump to the next one, please? Wolf Parade, Apologies to the Queen Mary. That's the first Wolf Parade album. You're going to say yes? It's a very good entry to this list. It's a 10 on 10. It's a perfect album. That's the white cover, right? The white cover. It reminds me of a time and place. It reminds me of a music scene. It reminds me of growing up. Not a classic. Cult. Cult classic. Cult, I was yeah. yeah, you're right. For me, this is one of my top 10 albums of all time. Wolf Parade, Apologies to the Queen Mary is a top 10 album for me. But this is an example of, to me, it's a 10, but big picture, it's not. We have a last one? That was it. That was all of them. Can I ask you one? Sure. Rancid, Indestructible. No, not a classic. What? And How Come the Wolves is a classic. They have, both of them are classics. Indestructible is not a classic. How the fuck is Indestructible not a classic? I think Indestructible is a classic to us because we were getting into them. Like, we were too young for... When, when, when... And How Come the Wolves came out, what year was that? 95. We were too young to be punk rockers. Like everything else that comes out. But when we were in high school, Indestructible came out, we associated to that album. Like, that was our rancid album. Even though we backtraced into... 
Man, I find to this day I find it's their best album. Indestructible is yes. their best album. You gotta go re-listen to the album, Steve. I'm telling you, it's their best album. I'll I'll be happy to go re-listen, but and how come the wolves is to me indestructible? Considered. Their go back and listen to albums. Indestructible. Trust me. Okay, I I don't know. I I would not call Indestructible a punk rock classic. Oof. I wouldn't. Oof. I'll ask you one because you asked me. It was written. No. No, not a classic. No. Nas has one classic. I agree. He comes close on Godson, I'd give him that. No, I find he comes close on it was written more than Godson. I find Godson didn't age well at all. But my favorite Nas song is on there. Um, Speaking of Nas, he came out with an album today. Yeah, that's the fun thing about releasing our episodes on Friday. We can tell you what to go listen to after we're done. Yep. King's Disease by Nas. What else is there? Bright Eyes. First album in I don't know how many Bright years. Bright Eyes. Bright Eyes came back. See, they were one of the bands that got had to push back tours and stuff with uh, COVID-19. Who else? That's all I got on my radar for now. Yeah, same thing for me. I just got uh, Nas King's Disease. Uh, there's probably other stuff that I still haven't gotten to, but those are those are probably the big ones. Uh, what else is there? Anything else you're looking forward to? More episodes, man. I'm this so happy to be back. The I, classic I, albums was a lot of fun. I'm happy to be back. Uh, this is awesome. Uh, thank you guys so much uh, for holding out. Are you wrapping up the episode? I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm thanking the people for fucking. They held with us for fucking five, four months, five months since yeah, it's we, been a while. It's been a while. Been yeah. And putting out t-shirts and getting every back, everybody back into the groove, uh, bring everybody back. How'd you feel doing that? Doing I, a line of merch? I, did, I felt amazing. I felt like West Side Gun. <laughs> Why? I don't know, because he, he drops, when he drops those merch and it's just limited runs. And I don't know. Should I just, we let them know about a limited run? Yes. We're going to do some limited crew necks in the fall. Different logo. I'm excited for that one. Start saving. Crewnecks. Be cool. They don't have hoodies. They're no a crew hoods. neck. It's not going to be hoodie season. It's going to be crew neck season. You think that'll be cool? Yeah. I'm excited for that one. That's going to be good. And for this merch, honestly, we couldn't thank you guys. Yeah, big time. Sticking with us. Getting ready expect, for the episode. Uh, I didn't expect, I didn't expect all that love, honestly, and the love keeps coming in, so thank the you so much. The first thing I did when I came home with all the t-shirts was like... You fucked up. What am I going to do with this? <laughs> but you guys, man, it's crazy. Uh, the love is, it just keeps pouring in, and you guys are awesome, and thank you for sticking with us, holding out with us. Big time. And uh, big shout out. I miss doing out. this, though. I miss doing the, like... Yeah. I know we had to put... There was a lot that happened this year that... Had to kind of, we had to kind of rework. COVID, actually, sorry, Bovid fucked everything up. It did. And a big shout out to uh, each one, teach one podcast that held it down with us. Yeah, doing uh, the live stuff. That was, a lot of that fun. was fucking amazing. Thank you yeah, for those We did the, the live stuff too. That was cool. Yeah. We did it once. People seem to like that. Thank you guys for all the support. You held it down with the live stuff, man. Yeah. Well, I had each one, teach one, and the, the hip hop debates. Brought New York. 
It's but, funny because I thought of that when I saw the 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 TI in uh, fifty thing. I thought that could easily be turned into a debate. You guys did one on TI, right? We did one on uh, TI and we did one on Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent versus Ja Rule, yeah, TI yeah. versus Gucci Mane and Young Jeezy. Right. That was super fun. I was so happy just to continue doing things like that and talking yeah. hip hop and talking music and our live that we did. Our live was good. So we had we had hoped to do something. I mean, we got uh, we're not. We don't need to call it a, uh, an episode yet, but we thought of doing something that coming Friday. Yeah. Because Run the Jewels 4 released. Yeah. And I think that's when uh, my girl was born. Yeah, something like that. So we didn't end up doing it. She was born on the Saturday, but we didn't do the... Uh, but um, what did you think of that? What did you think of Run the Jewels 4? Okay, I was going to ask me if you thought about your daughter, how would I thought of her? And yeah, what do you think I, about that? I what think she's think a fucking that? fantastic uh, person. Uh, she is. Thanks to Bovid, I need to wear a mask around that, her. The uh, the <laughs> the fact that we can still record, and she's sleeping, and she's not even. Oh man, what a kid! Perfect kid, beautiful kid. Um, yeah, run the jewels four. I love it. I think it's their second best one. After two. After two. Okay. I think it, they did a really good job. I liked what they attacked on it. What they spoke about. Yeah. Uh, all that stuff, they did a really good job. I, I, what I like about this one is, mm-hmm. is that they highlighted more Killer Mike on it. Like it did, yeah, he, he was went, very upfront. But he, the LP yes. production was highlighted, oh. so they really focused on their each strengths. Of their, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's they it. focused on their strengths. Uh, Killer Mike really talked his fucking like he talked his shit on it, and he did a great job at it. Run the Jewels Two is the better album. What you just said is yeah. that a classic? Yes. Oh, okay. You. For hip hop, yes, Run the Jewels Two is a classic. For hip hop, it is a classic. Yeah, I got it. For say. you, it is too. I think I like four more. I think four took. I think four. Uh, That's cool to hear. I think four to me is their best album because of, again, the LP production. He's not limiting himself to. I always said that the the first three sounded like workouts. Yes. They just kind of you blow through them. This one kind of has a bit more texture. There's more layering. There's more LP production. There, you could hear the fantastic damage on this. I like that. You know, you I like that shit. You can hear it, man. You could hear the cancer for cure on this. It's more. And Killer Mike is like in your face. Yep. Fucking yep. in your face. Pledge style. In your face. And it was done. It was done in a way where there's a message in it and you need to fucking listen and mm. understand the message. That's what people, people, I'm, I'm going to yeah. say this about Run the Jewels. A lot of people listen to Run the Jewels, but don't listen to Run the Jewels. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah, we can say that about everything, though. Listen to Run the yeah. Jewels. Listen to what they're talking about. Listen to what they're attacking. It's yeah. very important. Yeah, yeah, it is. Especially now. Especially, especially now. But yeah, I thought, I thought Run the Jewels 4 was their best album. Sometimes, I mean, right now, the Haim album... Perfume Genius are, are two of my favorite albums this year. Maybe Run the Jewels is in that top three. Maybe. Wow. I really like that album. I think it's a very, very solid album. Besides but besides Griselda shit? Yeah. Boldy James and Alchemist? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Alfredo's good too with uh, Freddie Gibbs and Alchemist. Yeah. That's another one I got to fucking Stove God Cooks. Produced by Rock Marciano is my second favorite album of the year. Has not changed. Yeah. Has not changed. Go listen to that. 
probably won't like it, but go listen to it. <laughs> I think we're done. You? If you think this is a good episode, let's call it an episode. Let's call it an episode. Thank you guys for joining in. Glad to be back. See you next week. Oh yeah, go buy some merch. <laughs>